Welcome into No Punt Intended presented by Club Fantasy. I'm your host, Joe Zolo. It is the week nine fantasy football preview. We are halfway through the fantasy football and NFL regular season. Oh, baby, have the tables turned, not just with the trade deadline, not really too many offensive things to kind of talk about, but some big defensive moves that could play into some matchups heading into this week and uh, throughout the future of the 2023 season. But some pretty key injuries, especially at the quarterback position, not just affecting the quarterbacks, but affecting the receivers that have been pretty damn good for your fantasy football teams this season. A whole lot to break down, a whole lot to get to for the week ahead. Let's get into it. Welcome into No Punt Intended, presented by Club Fantasy. I am your host, Joe Zolo. As always, Josh, Ryan, hello, friends. How are we? Good evening. The energy in the room is just emphatic and electric at this point. <laughs> yeah. I'm, starting to get, I'm starting to get a little upset that we now have a Josh in the chat already. There's going to be a Joe in the chat before the show's over. Where the fuck is our fan name, Ryan? This is getting a little ridiculous. <laughs> Well, you made the Josh. You're burner. the only one that hasn't come up with a burner account, Ryan. That's on yeah. you, buddy. Ah, <laughs> dummy. I just love that Caesar's in here first almost every week now. It's love fantastic. It. Yep. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you were sleeping, a uh, few things happened yesterday on Halloween. Uh, a lot of good things. And you know what? Actually, all of them are good things. All of them. Literally every single one, it can, including you, Raiders fans. Congratulations. And. I don't know if the story in the athletic was real. Not sure if you guys saw this. Oh my God. That was so funny. Ryan, did you? Okay. So I don't, I don't know if this is real. So spoiler alert for those that don't know, Josh McDaniels, no longer with the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, the GM also no longer there. They fired the OC as well. The DC who'd they fire the OC uh, Mick Lombardi, the offensive coordinator. Yeah. Thank you. So yes, the they notes if you'd read. Nah, fuck it. I don't read. Yep. Uh, Pretend to have dyslexia when it comes to the show sheets. Great. Uh -huh. So if you didn't see The Athletic, somebody tweeted this out. No idea if this is real. I want it to be real so badly. Regardless, Josh McDaniels came in the next day after they lost, dressed up as Mark Davis, just as, you know, a fun little joke. Um, it's Halloween. It's Halloween. It's Halloween. Dressed up as Mark Davis. He then goes to, um, you know, they're just chatting. Mark Davis, you know, gets a giggle out of it. He orders P.F. Chang's because apparently that's Mark Davis's favorite uh, restaurant or something like that. And Mark Davis hands him a fortune cookie and Josh McDaniels opens the fortune cookie and says, you're fired, hot shot. And I was like, there's no way that's real, but I want it to be real. Here's the thing. It, is there a way that it's real? A hundred percent. Like Mark Davis would in like would do that. What a awful way to get fired. Dressed as your boss on Halloween. <laughs> Through a fortune cookie. <laughs> Through a fortune cookie. Hilarious. Yeah, that's right. Uh, you just. It, it was. I first saw it posted by PFT uh, comment. Yeah, from Barstool. That's where I initially saw that's it. I so saw it I take it kind of with a grain of salt, but yes, I, don't know I have no idea. Like double down on it or not, but I have no idea if it's real. 
All I know is I'm choosing to believe that it's real until yeah, somebody mean, tells me otherwise. Your, because your reality can be whatever you want it to be. Doesn't that feel like an Al Davis thing to do too? Although Al Davis would probably just say fuck you and then kick you out of the building. Like that's yeah, probably what he would have actually revoked his his ability to get into the building. <laughs> so that's how you would have found out he was fired just trying to get in that day. He would have pulled an Elon Musk. The badge yeah. is no longer working. Yeah, exactly. HQ. Yeah. All right. Let's bring up Josh's question real quick here. Uh, would you trade K9, uh, Kenneth Walker, and Adam Thielen for Jamar Chase and Marquise Brown? It's a 16-man PPR. So his running backs currently would be CMC and Kamara, so he's not exactly losing anything. on the. He also has Brees Hall. Not losing anything on the running back depth there. Kenneth Walker's on the bench. Um, congratulations on having a really deep bench. Good Lord. So he would then have Jamar Chase and Amonra St. Brown as his top two receivers, I say yes. Yeah, the the depth at running back in a 16-man is amazing. You have to make this trade. I would like to say, um, Josh, I, I don't know when you started listening to the show, but I hope it was when you found out that I draft three running backs immediately in fantasy yeah. football. Because that feels like what you did. Maybe three and four rounds. But like, yeah, because Kamara fell to what seventh, eighth, Kamara this fell year, late, ninth, true, even. yeah, well, in a sixteen yeah, team, that still may have been like a sixth or seventh round. That's player. what I'm. Yeah. I mean, I play in a fourteen man. <laughs> and I, there aren't rosters like this, so I'm not the biggest Marquise Brown fan. But if you're going to get Jamar Chase and Amon or St. Brown on the same team, you don't need wide receiver top. Exactly. No, it's it's the right move. Um, I'll do it. Easy. To me, that's a smash. If you if well, you're not starting Kenneth Walker, that's a smash. Yeah, because I mean, you'd be starting him this week with CMC on a buy. But yeah, um, yeah, but bite the but bullet. he could start Hall and Kamara. Yeah, bite the yeah. ball. They'll be fine. So. And then and then throw Hollywood in at the flex. Just fuck it. Yeah, this week because you're never going to start Hollywood on this team. It, this is 100. At the end of the day, you want the best player, right? The best player is Jamar Chase. 100. Yeah, yeah. This is we what we've been talking about. Like, wide receivers are outscoring running backs. So if you can get elite wide receiver for elite running back talent, you have to make that move. So, Is it is it weird that we could argue Adam Thielen's the second best player in this trade? <laughs> yeah. But we uh, we do roundtable episodes for our uh, articles for football guys. And Thielen was up against CD Lamb. And like immediately you're like, well, of course I want CD Lamb. And then you go look at their numbers and no. they're so insanely close to one another. It's it's crazy. Adam Thielen had a quote unquote like bad matchup this past week. The, the third, the, they give up the third fewest points to wide receivers, I believe yeah. uh, uh, the Texans did going into the week. It, it, it doesn't matter. They're just so, looking at him. Yes and no, because I actually took the CD Lamb side of this. And here's the thing. So Adam Thielen did have a bad matchup. Don't get me wrong. He put up good numbers. Don't get me wrong. Uh, 11 targets. Eight for 72. Yeah, 8 for 72. He was the wide receiver 24 on the week. I was about to say, Ryan, we, you, we literally talked about this on Monday. But we he was said wide going receiver 24 on the week and scored over 15 fantasy points. Well, yeah. we said going into last week, we said it last week. We had a bunch of receiver questions. We we're like, this guy is good, but he's ranked like 40 in Ryan's weekly mm -hmm. rankings. Yeah. And well, I was looking at it today. I, I was actually going to play a game with you guys, but I'll be honest, it got away from me where I was just going to give you names and have you guess what their ranking is. Cause I guarantee it's lower than what you think it is at Probably. wide receiver. It's so crazy. Probably. Yeah. yeah. All right. Quick news and notes round up here. Uh, also, the Raiders just just are fully just blowing it up right now at Love this it. point. Rightfully so. 
Aiden O'Connell should be starting. Jimmy Garoppolo is not your future. That that is the right move. All in all honesty, this is the best move the Raiders have made in their um, what seventy five years of existence. However long they've existed in life, this is probably the best move they've ever made. There, there. Not I, like I, they've never hoisted a Lombardi Trophy. Yeah, or no, no, no. But no, starting no. Aiden O'Connell, that's what takes yeah. the cake historically that's the move. for them. That's the move. This is, this is the I one was, that's going to go down in history. I was in. My GM's office today. We were talking about a we we're talking about a, a brand refresh for the fuel. And Josh McDaniels and the Raiders pop up. And I say, Larry, I want to be so bad at my job one day that you pay me $60 million to fire me. That's how bad I want to be at my job. And he looked at me and said, I'll write that into the contract next time. I said, Thank you. I appreciate you it. Go. I'll yeah, split like- the money with you too. I mean, I don't have to take all 60. I'll just take 30. You take the other. You fire me. We both get rich. <laughs> we both get rich. I mean, what What's wrong with that? So uh, the Falcons are switching quarterbacks like we've been saying on the show for maybe five weeks yeah. at this point. Um, Desmond Ritter did have a concussion, though, guys. OK, his head's not right. He was cleared, but he's, you know, Arthur Smith, M.D. Bijan Robinson wasn't feeling good. And now Desmond Ritter has a eternal concussion. So Taylor Heineke is going to be your starter. Uh, the Vikings plan to start fifth round rookie Jaron Hall. They did trade for Josh Dobbs. It would be a miracle if Josh Dobbs knew any form of the offense within four days. So Jaron Hall will be starting at least for one week. Arizona will start Clayton Toon on Sunday. Kyler Murray is likely to return to starting role in the following week against Atlanta. Commanders hit the reset button. As a Patriots fan, great. Uh, we now like have to only block the interior of the defensive line. <laughs> Montez Sweat and Chase Young. Montez Sweat surprised me. I will say that. I wasn't Montez surprised Sweat. that they traded him. I figured they would have traded him over Chase Young. I was surprised that it cost more to that. get Montez <laughs> yep. Sweat versus Chase Young. I'm I think not. that's well. I think that's the uh, the friends and family discount there. There's a lot of ties between San Francisco and in Washington, and I, that's a, awful. Can can you can you name me like? Well, did you guys see three the big plays Chase Young has had over the last three fair, seasons? But no, did you he's see been the, injured. Did you see the the cost analysis tweet that went out where I think it's Washington's GM is from San Francisco, and I believe he may have been a minority hire. So San Francisco got a third round pick for losing him and then just traded a third round pick to get Chase Young. So they essentially traded personnel to get Chase Young. So, I mean, hey. Nick, Nick Bosa can't find the fucking quarterback. Let's see if Chase Young can. So, oh, God. Uh, Monta- as long as Brock Purdy is the quarterback, they're going to struggle. So, Yes, Josh has taken a heavy downturn on Brock Purdy mean, over the last mean, seven days. You mean Brock Purdy? <laughs> but that, first off, not my joke. Kyle okay. Grant on Good Morning Football dressed up as Bot Purdy for Halloween. Oh, I thought we were just referring to him as a robotic piece of shit quarterback. <laughs> You know what? You know what's crazy? Um, I would rather have Brock Purdy than Mac Jones. You want to know why? Um, I think Brock Purdy can, you know, actually ha- be a decent quarterback. Oddly enough, the Niners wanted Mac Jones instead of Trey Lance. So maybe would, there's a deal to be made there. <laughs> I would trade Mac Jones for a cutout of the San Francisco turf. That's I would just want the turf. That's more valuable than Mac Jones. You could sell the turf of Levi Stadium for more money than you could Mac Jones. I would have taken a 2029 unprotected seventh round pick like they can trade in the fucking NBA. 
So like I protected seventh round, <laughs> unprotected seventh round pick in twenty twenty nine. I don't care if it's the first pick in the round or the thirty <laughs> third. No, hey, San Francisco is really good with Mister Irrelevant picks. So hey, maybe that rubs off on us. So maybe they just are going to acquire the last pick of the draft. Yeah, fuck it, whatever. The Giants, uh, Darren Waller expected to miss weeks with a recent hamstring yes. injury. Hamstrings, new ACL. People, you thought we were joking. Yeah, you it's thought. the Keenan. It's the Keenan Allen variety. Hundred percent. Uh, Patriots. Uh, yeah. RIP Kendrick Bourne, ACL. Yeah, poor one. Out. Hate to see it. The, literally, we'll Demario Douglas, if he's still available, dude. Demario, I I was like I because I was like okay maybe it's a homer pick me like looking at like dumpster dive for Demario Douglas like I got him for a dollar, um on waivers. I'm like he's had seven targets the last three weeks like that because I watch the games. I'm like okay they're like dinking and dunking to him and you know he's a weapon. How much is this like legitimately going to work? I'm like, okay, he's actually not terrible for a flex option. He's not the worst thing. So yeah, go get to Mario Douglas. He's Juju Smith-Schuster, Tyquan Thornton, and Keishon Booty have been healthy scratches. He's literally the only healthy receiver. Um, DeAndre Hopkins questionable with a toe injury. Uh, So Will Levis will no longer have a touchdown uh, tomorrow night if DeAndre Hopkins doesn't play. Kenny Pickett says he will play Thursday. And Deshaun Watson has practiced in full this week. Doesn't matter, though, because P.J. Walker is going to start. The second half of that sentence I don't know is true. but I I was like, holy shit, did I miss that? (laughs) (laughs) No, I just feel that it's true. That's Joe starting rumors. Just feel that it's true. Clip it. Caesar, he has Miami's defense. Don't want to drop because of a nice schedule after the bye. Who should I pick up? The Vikings, the Raiders, the Buccaneers, or the Falcons are on waivers. Ryan. So the teams he has listed hilariously are like my my last four in my stream of the week. <laughs> like top five. They don't not have the matchups. Not the Raiders. I'm not buying into the Raiders still. Um, when it all shook out, Sneak preview, they're probably out on waivers. I am right now going Los Angeles Chargers as my stream of the week. Uh, I don't like it. I'm very, very nervous about all of it. Of the teams you have listed, I think I'm going to take Atlanta taking on Minnesota and a rookie quarterback. It's in Atlanta, and Atlanta's actually like the 20th ranked fantasy defense right now. Minnesota hasn't been great to begin with. They can't run the ball, and Atlanta's surprisingly good at stopping running backs. Of the teams you have listed, I'm going to go with the Falcons. I may end up pivoting on my own stream of the week. That's how sketchy it is this week. So, so the Chargers course. are also available. I would right go now. Atlanta. I'm going Chargers in all of my leagues. I went Chargers, so they're going to fuck up terribly. I hate the Chargers. I will never ever start the Chargers defense. I will never recommend that. The Falcons. I said it before the season. I thought they revamped their defense, and they ha- they've looked they've looked okay. They have not been world beaters. They've looked okay. By the end of this show, I may actually change my stream of the week defense because I already feel dirty about it. And what's funny is I'll have no notes on whatever team we end up picking. Yeah, great. I would pick the Falcons personally. Uh, I mean, rookie six-round pick, not great. I'll I'll pat myself on the back for the Vikings last week. I don't like them at all this week. So, Falcons. I'll go Falcons there. War Eagle asking, pick two this week. Mixon, Pacheco, James Cook, Ryan. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm not. I'll start. That. I'll start. I think this is easy. I think you bench James Cook. Oh, so we're picking. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, you bench yeah. one. Yeah, I'll bench James Cook against the Bengals. Buffalo can't stop. The, they're not very good at stopping the run. 
and neither is Miami. Mixon's high volume. You just need him to fall his ass into the end zone because he is low efficiency. Oh, yeah. Will, who we benching? George Pickens, Jalen Waddle, Garrett Wilson. Ryan. We're benching one, I'm guessing. I'm going to stick with, I don't know. See, again, I'm really down on that Germany game. I'm going to keep Garrett Wilson in for sure. Um, I don't like Kenny Pickett. I don't like a Thursday night game. Give me Waddle and Wilson. I'm going to bench George Pickens. Josh. I'm benching Pickens. I'll bench Pickens as well because of the Thursday night, and I'm not 100% positive Kenny Pickett makes it through the whole game. And the reason I think Pickens is, I mean, Pickens is a ridiculous receiver, but Kenny Pickett wants to throw the ball to George Pickens. So that helps his value there as well. Last week. What? How'd that work out for Pickens last week? Kenny Pickett okay. left the game. <laughs> the, it was how many targets was, did he have versus Deontay Johnson when Pickett yeah. was playing? Pickett was, is the or Pickett. Deontay Johnson is the center of that offense. I don't care how often Kenny Pickett wants to throw to George Pickens. It does not fucking matter. Matt Canada says get the ball to Deontay Johnson. It, it was oh. a, okay. Matt Canada saying something is not your best defense. Let's get that straight. The one thing I'll throw out it's, is Tennessee on the place. <laughs> Tennessee isn't the funnel defense they were to start the season. They're still getting beat, but not as bad as they were early. Jamar Chase only hit 14 fantasy points on him, 7 for 73. Josh Downs only 15. Zay Flowers 17, and that was with a touchdown. And then last week, Drake London did get hurt, but he only went 5 for 55 on them. Like The the Tennessee defense isn't as easy to beat as they have been earlier in the season. Yeah. And uh, last one before we get into upsides here, Logan Thomas or Taysom Hill, always leaning towards Taysom, uh, leaning more towards Hill. What do you think, Ryan? For the first time in the history of stream of the week, Taysom Hill is my stream of the week tight end. I am bought in this week. Um, I have a I have a fun little theory. I think Taysom Hill is going to score a lot of touchdowns this week. <laughs> Josh, oh, it's Taysom Hill for me. It's not close. Logan Thomas is the tight end ten on the season. No disrespect to Logan Thomas. Taysom Hill just has upside that nobody else can match. Um, War Eagle, I just morally decline to answer this question because I <laughs> yeah. know the right answer. I simply refuse to say yep. the right answer. That's how I was well, last year. I, Ryan and I, I, I will say it. It's, it's Taysom Hill. It's and, that, and that's why you guys are here, right? Yeah. It is. It, it's like I, morally, I can't do it, right? So last year I had a blurb. I'm taking, in my a, re- stream I'm of- taking a religious step aside. There you go. Me. Yeah, I can't do it. Well, last year in my um my stream of the week article, I had a blurb that I pinned Taysom Hill's name to the number two spot and said I will never make him the number one because morally I object to him being called a tight end. This week, fuck it. I'm trying to win Taysom Hill. <laughs> I'm sorry, Taysom Hill in the flex in a league where I have Travis Kelsey. <laughs> Same. Uh morally logan thomas so <laughs> there you go morally the moral uh, high ground does a lot for fantasy mo- wins and losses i will never start Taysom hill in my lineup as long as he is a tight end because i think that's unfair i think that I also, is stupid i just, never mind i'm not gonna say it. we're good you can say it no this is, a, this is a safe space ryan it's unnecessary we'll move on a lot of things we say on the show are unnecessary. Let's get that straight. Uh, Josh, Jonathan Taylor, 20 or more fantasy points this week against Carolina. Uh, Bryce Young, top 12 against Indy. And DJ Moore, 18-plus against New Orleans. Jonathan Taylor looks to be himself, and this is week four, week five back in the uh, back in the lineup, so you like it a lot. 
Looks absolutely. Carolina Panthers allow the second most fantasy points per game to running backs, only behind Denver, which that number is very skewed considering the 70 point outburst from the Miami Dolphins. But the one thing I love here, Carolina allows the most touchdowns per game to running backs, both combined uh, rushing and receiving. Quick, quick question. As a man who started Damian Pierce last week, um, can okay. we Damian Pierce? Jonathan no, Taylor. No, no. Hey, Let, let's hey. see here. <laughs> uh, Andrew Beck, the fullback. Jonathan Taylor. Who's yeah. scoring more touchdowns? No one will know. But Carolina also allows five yards per carry to running backs on the season, 126 yards per game. Jonathan Taylor averages 5.1 yards per carry over his career and put up 7.9 yards per carry just last week. Jonathan Taylor does not need 25 rushing attempts in this game to absolutely explode. Even it's if Zach like... Long steals touches, steals touchdowns, Jonathan Taylor to the fucking moon this week. It's, it's almost like Jonathan Taylor plays better when he doesn't have to take the full fucking workload. So. Right? I love I, I love that you guys bring all these stats and stuff. I would have said Carolina fucking sucks yeah. at, at running. And sometimes you just have to justify. I went, I went heavy on superstition and anti-superstition this week with a few of my picks. Uh, I love it. So here we go. Uh, Ryan, two and one last week. Look at you. What the hell? Only one of us with a winning record in anything. Uh, Well, I honestly, I, I'm forgetting my picks and I know tight. First off, Velas Jones, eat shit. Okay. First (laughs) off, eat shit. Velas Jones. That was it in bonus points leagues. That was a fucking 14 point play that you just drop in your fucking bread basket. Who would, who would have ever thought in a fantasy relevant sense, we'd be worried about Tyson Bajan and Velas fucking Jones. Listen, I was so angry because for Amonra St. Brown scared the shit out of me going on the, with the questionable tag going yeah. into Monday night that I panic dropped Roshan Johnson to grab Khalif Raymond in case I needed yeah. to, because I needed to win. So yeah. Fuck you, Velas Jones. I wouldn't have had to do that if you caught the damn football. Bitch. Okay, Ryan. Uh, you have Zach Wilson, 250 and two tutties against that vaunted Chargers defense. <laughs> I, I can how already you, tell you it's I can already tell you it's changing. It's I was gonna not say, gonna, how do you have them as your stream I, of the week? I was you, talking about Josh with this. I don't know. <laughs> That's the answer. <laughs> Drake London, 20 fantasy points against the Vikings. In the two touchdown special this week goes to Zach Moss in Carolina. <laughs> your, two, your two touchdown hit last week. My two touchdown hit last week. And, you should have just gone AJ Brown again and all. This isn't this isn't week. even the one I want to talk about. But the whole point of this is I want this to be Jonathan Taylor. And so if I pick Zach Moss, doesn't Please that stop mean- airing this laundry? You're gonna fucking jinx it, Ryan. God, now you're there- just trying to pull down my my record at this point. Now they're both jinxed. <laughs> Not like it needs to get pulled further down. I fucking suck at this shit. I, I could give you a long diatribe of why I like Drake London this week, and I definitely like him to be healthy. Let's be very clear about that. Um, but 20 fantasy points going up against Minnesota. Three wide receivers have done this against them, um, but they were all back before week three or week three before. Um, London's only hit the number once, but the long and short of it is. He has a fucking quarterback now, Joe. Taylor Heinke coming in here. This is what I want to see. Minnesota gives up 40 points to the wide receiver position. And the Falcons only got one wide receiver, baby. (laughs) So I'm thinking it's going to be a big Drake London week with a quarterback who's not afraid to sling it with a wide receiver who's not afraid to go up for 50-50 balls. Again, you have to monitor his health 
but I think it's a big Drake London week taking on a floundering Minnesota Vikings team. Two things. Look at Terry McLaurin and what he did with Taylor Heineke. Boom. Number two. Does Desmond Ritter have a four-year mathematics degree from Old Dominion University? Nope. Is he going to be able to calculate the arc of the football? Exactly. Do you know how important it is on 50-50 balls to understand what 50-50 means? Yeah. Taylor fucking Heinke, baby. Do you think Desmond Ritter in his Cincinnati degree and he made, he got the four seed in the college football playoff. Do you think he knows geometry as good as mathematics professor Taylor Heineke, Old Dominion University, shout out. Don't know even where the fucking school is on a map. <laughs> have no idea. Couldn't tell you. Uh, my picks. Uh, the Gus Bus, top 15 against Seattle. Houston's defense, top 10 against Tampa. Feels safe, but at the same time, probably not. <laughs> right? No. <laughs> Speaking from experience, no defenses are safe this no. week. <laughs> Philly dropped a goose egg in my league last week. So, what? And, what did I preface? The commanders are alternating weeks on when to be good and bad. So thankfully, the Patriots play them this week when they're supposed to be dog shit. So I'm looking forward to it. Uh, and you know what? I just said, fuck it. Uh, AJ Brown has a million targets every single week, and he'll just be the wide receiver one. I'm with it. Uh, I mean, give me a reason why not. <laughs> you you can't. You literally you can't. can't. You can't. You can't. <laughs> You can't. I know Josh won't. And I, Ryan, I know you You won't. So it's just, no. there, there you go. Uh, legitimately, Gus Edwards has, shockingly, Justice Hill has not been the guy. Shockingly. Uh, Gus Edwards is, is the guy. He's a dog. He's a big, big boy. And he's going to find his way into the end zone. Seattle's defense is scaring. Also, it is a cross country for Seattle. Uh, that is going to be... 10 a.m. body clock time for Seattle. Don't like that. Yeah. So I think I think the Gus Bus will have a will have a grand old time against the NFC West leading Seattle Seahawks. Might I add, NFC West leaders. Fuck you, San Francisco. <laughs> Kyle Shanahan. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Oh my God. Kyle Shanahan, didn't we say after like week four, somebody came in here and they said San Francisco's winning the Super Bowl. We were like, no, 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 hold on. They have Kyle Shanahan. What's happening, folks? What is happening? Uh, my hidden bonus for the week. This Ooh. is, so Josh is 0-1 on his bonus picks. I'm about, I listen, if I'm not 1-0 on this bonus pick, it's insane. They, <laughs> they have not seen this bonus pick because it is in white text in the show sheet. Oh, son of a bitch. That's why. Oh my so, God. <laughs> so I will now, I will now make it black text. So you guys can read it. The New York giants will have a positive amount of passing yards this week. Oh, <laughs> some may call me crazy because you at home had more passing yards than the New York giants last week. Some may call me crazy for putting it out there. But the New York Giants are my hidden bonus this week, and they will have a positive amount of passing yards. And as I was telling them before the show, uh, my fun tidbit that I pulled up here, the New York Jets and the New York Giants, as we all know, combined for 24 punts, the second most ever in any NFL game in NFL history. Uh, I looked up, you know, because I found a cool stat about Iowa on TikTok before the show. The Jets and Giants both have, not combined separately, have just under... 200 yards 
more of total offense than they do punt yards. The Jets and Giants have just under 200 yards of total offense more than punt yards. My God. (laughs) That is not good. All they need is an average of four punts to even out that number. That is insane. Okay. I'm glad you liked my hidden bonus. Uh, I fully expect that to be 1-0 and next week on the sheet. I fully expect that to well, be happening. Well, Daniel Jones is supposed to come back this week, so there's that. Uh, well, great. Then that makes that makes it look even better. Honestly, I might be more worried if Daniel Jones is back. So, Because this, this is team yards, so they could, like, Daniel Jones could be sacked seven times and only have, like, 50 passing yards. So this could backfire. Uh, Elixir's dad is starting Pitts or Taysom Hill. Uh, we already know the answer, and I refuse to answer the question. So... <laughs> You go elixirs. Uh, he has Gibbs, Monty, Amonra, and Goff. Uh, hello, Detroit Lions. Should yeah. I trade someone or ride with the Lions in my lineup? Are we trading Gibbs at his height because we think when Montgomery comes back, it's just it's going to be the same thing all over again? Or so I guess my other question is: Is this season long? Or are you talking about just taking an L this week? I would because I would venture to say season long. Okay. I mean, um, I've definitely done this before, like where literally everybody on my team is on a buy and I don't feel like dropping them. Sometimes you just got to take the L and like, it, it, it's actually like a draft strategy where you just load up on one by week and that's your one. You no, know you're going to lose one. Week. And it's like, all right, you just go for it, you know, cause you're not going to drop the players. Like my, my, my only concern with this team. So I'm going to, I'm going to ignore that you're likely to lose week nine, unless you have a very deep bench. My only concern is golf just hasn't hit as a starting fantasy QB, except maybe in the deepest of leagues. So I have no issue running Gibbs and Monty out. We've seen backfields where this has worked before. You're certainly starting Amon Ra. I don't care who the fuck you have at running back. You're starting Amon Ra. Um, Goff bothers me, uh, plain and simple. So if if there's no better options, yes, run this out there. If not, maybe go get a different quarterback so all of your eggs aren't in this very precarious basket. Could trade Gibbs at his height. I don't know. I was gonna say honestly, I wouldn't. I wouldn't hate that. But you also run the issue of oh well. Now they figured out what J- or uh, Jameer Gibbs is. Maybe we're not gonna give Montgomery twenty six carries a game anymore. That's, That's what I wrote today. As yeah. as the self proclaimed biggest Monty truther this year, I think it's time this to view Monty thing for Montgomery. Yeah, you let the genie out of the bottle, plain and simple. That the word for word of what I wrote is you're not putting Let's, that genie back in the bottle. His his skills undeniable. Get oh my Gibbs is ridiculous. He looks so oh he looks he ridiculous. looks ridiculous. He looks so good. Let's see him against somebody that's not a <laughs> pop Warner football defense. <laughs> Fair enough. I will say this though. I will say this. We have literally seen this before in Detroit, where yeah. Oh, yeah. DeAndre Swift. Go a year ago because Jamal Williams <laughs> missed a week, and guess what? It didn't when fucking Williams matter. Comes back, Swift goes right back into the background. That's exactly what I'm saying. I think yeah. that happens because it literally Here's, happened last year. And this comes back to what I was saying earlier when people were freaking out about Gibbs. If it happens, cool. As long as Gibbs is seeing targets, Gibbs is a guy where if you give him the opportunity, he is a threat to score. You just need him to continue seeing the targets. If Monty comes back and gets his 25 carries and Gibbs is relegated to 10 carries, 
everyone's going to be up in arms. I could give a shit if Gibbs is seeing six to nine targets every single game because I know what he can do with that volume. That's what I want out of Jameer Gibbs. You just want Gibbs in the open field. Exactly. You, it's Alvin Kamara. Like That's what it is. Find a way to get him in the open field. That's what we talked about when they drafted Gibbs. <laughs> exactly. Very much better. Don't get me wrong. But the situation is don't run him between the tackles. Run Monty's ass between the tackles. Get Gibbs in space. It so. should be a Mark Ingram, Mark Ingram, Alvin Kamara treatment. 100%. And to be fair, they're both better. So <laughs> yeah. drop one, Akers or Miles, Miles Sanders? <laughs> I'm never um, The answer is C, all of the above. Yeah. Sanders is a conundrum to me because they paid him. He hasn't been able to get healthy. He's been hurt since like preseason week one. I'm out. There would need to be options there, and you're fine to be out. I'm always, always out on Cam Akers, especially now that you're going to see seven, eight in the box every single play. Yeah, I, I mean, Akers fell in the end zone last week. That's it. He's listen, I, done nothing. I don't disagree with anything you're saying. Miles Sanders has <laughs> legitimately he has not looked good. No, he has looked, and I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying Cam Akers looks like fucking Walter Payton, but yeah, two point one yards per carry out of Cam Akers last week. Yeah, <laughs> but for a team that might run the football more, that's fair. If they have to run the wing T. It's like, I, I just feel like, you know, you, you might run the football. You're, you're going to have to rely on the run game this week. You're not starting K makers this week. Atlanta's run defense is pretty good. Um, and Carolina I, went through, they, they moved Thomas Brown, their offensive coordinator up to play caller. The first game that happens, Chuba Hubbard out touches miles Sanders. Chuba Hubbard's better in the current state right now. Chuba Hubbard's yeah. better. I just feel like it's easy to say he's Sanders is not healthy. That's the only thing I'm saying. So there's your answer. He's playing hurt. Why do we would never Ryan, You say guys that don't kind of can't makers for can't makers is perpetually hurt. <laughs> yeah, but he's healthy right now. <laughs> and a healthy can't makers is getting you 2.1 yards per carry. I'm no fuck. Can't makers. healthy I'm, Najee Harris gets let's you. Be clear. I agree. So. Cut both. Of them. <laughs> <laughs> cut, cut Najee. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to come up later. Uh, got Levy Dovey starting at quarterback. RIP. Yes. Drop up. Uh, yeah. Drop and pick up anybody. Minshew is good. Matchup wise this week. Minshew actually sucks. Love has the better matchup. I am a play the matchup guy. I would go Jordan Love. Fantasy wise. The numbers uh, you, say Jordan Love. Do you hate yourself? Like, do you I mean routinely do, after do I you hate look at my streams of the week? I usually yeah. do. <laughs> so I would, I would just quick question here. Um, do you hate yourself? <laughs> do you, yeah, do you hate yourself? Also, Green Bay ha, since week three has been the equivalent of Cam Akers and Miles Sanders. You're so Bay. right. You're <laughs> so very right. And Minshew, bad matchup. Say they're down late. He's garbage time. Like, there's got to be something more. Minshew could put up more in five minutes than Jordan Love would put up over the last three games. It's been bad. Interestingly enough, I have them right next to each other in my rankings, and I do have Minshew one spot ahead. So, sure, go fucking Minshew. Why not? Bad. Like, really, really bad. We're just playing against the lineup. And no, you do not need to go get Deshaun Watson. No one ever needs to go get Deshaun Watson. Start hurt Justin Fields, and you're likely to get more points than Deshaun Watson. Tyson Bajan. Yeah, teabag, baby. Who did so well last week. 
Listen, I, yes, he 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 looked like <laughs> he looked like a rookie. But can, can but we? But Justin Fields can learn a few things. Hold on. <laughs> time out. Time out. Time out. Time out. I want to say this because if you watch that whole game, you have to agree on this. Bajent looked comfortable in the pocket. He wasn't really rattled at any points. He had one ball. Ter- like his decision making wasn't great at certain points. But I, I'm sorry. Justin Fields doesn't put that ball right over the defender into DJ Moore. He doesn't hit Darnell Mooney on that route. He doesn't hit some of these guys. Tyson Bajan has a better ball than Justin Fields, and I don't think anybody can disagree with that. Yes, standing tall in the pocket, Tyson Bajan is going to throw a better ball than Justin Fields. It, scary prospect. I would also much rather have Tyson Bajan than Mac Jones. So, that's uh, all I'm saying. I, I I think Bajan has a decent future ahead of him sitting there as a backup, and he will probably get an eventual chance as a starter at some point. I hope he does. Good story. Good drive. Joe made this trade because he had to. Swift and Stroud for Carr and Ford. Quarterbacks are a wash. Because you give up the best player in the deal, which is DeAndre Swift. Yeah, why did you have to? What? Yeah. Facilitated needing to. Uh he said Stroud killed me, so he dumped his ass off to the next guy. I mean, to 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 put it fair, Stroud's passing yards have gone down three straight weeks. And, and cars look good. Uh, 19 plus in his last four games, 20 plus last week. I think he hits 20 plus again this week. So, I mean, I'm not mad about it, but it's... He says uh, Trevor Lawrence was his other quarterback. He really has been very average. <laughs> The good news is we're seeing signs of life from the Jacksonville offense. Hopefully this is just a repeat of last season and we're going to see them turn it on second half of the season. I would love that because I have Trevor Lawrence. Ward at least has a good matchup this week, so there's that. But I don't love giving up Swift here, Joe. Yeah, I'm not not the biggest give up. Yeah, that's my my issue. I don't want to see Swift off of my squad at any point. Especially now that he is the, the second option in the tush push. Like That changes things quite a bit, so... Such yeah, you're you're losing Swift. I guess I guess I don't hate it. It's a two quarterback league, so you need two quarterbacks. So like, fine, but losing Swift feels. Man, and Jerome Ford, he had. You got to hope he has that one pop play a game because that, that's what he's had. He's had one pop play yeah. per game. Well, and it also seems like Kareem Hunt has kind of taken over that starter role from him. Oh yeah, and uh, also Pierre Strong is getting carries. So yeah, whatever yeah. that was about. Yeah. So again, Jerome Ford pop plays like he has won a game that gets him like that 15, 18 points, even 20 points sometimes. But after that, like he'll, he had a 69 yard carry to open the game. He had 15 yards the rest of the game. So yeah, he says he has Hall and ETN. So fair. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, fair. Um, same for the previous question for his dad's team uh, with, oh crap, with Hal. Uh, starting Dotson for double jeopardy on Washington. Feel bad for him. He drafted Cousins and Richardson. That is, that's that feels like an Elixir's family break. That hundred, that just feels. <laughs> All I'll throw out there is Sam Howell is not the worst consolation prize. Yeah, of, Sam Howell's been good. I'm so mad. I benched Howell in like every league that I had him in to stream someone else, and he ends up as a QB one. So yeah, fuck bananas my life. last week. I, again. They flip-flop on which weeks they play well. Sam Howell will not have a good week this week, just simply based on history of how this season has gone. Um, 
And the last time he played an AFC East team, they intercepted him five times. So look out New England. Stafford available. Should I drop love to stash him for possible playoff matchups? I would drop Jordan love for a bag of fucking nickels on the street. So yeah. No, uh, <laughs> Stafford has not been great this season. No, he, he is not. now playing hurt. They've said they're not going to put him on the IR, but that's just until the next injury. I'm not, I'm not moving love for Stafford. I don't care what the playoff schedule looks like. It's fair. Josh. Uh, give me neither of them, honestly. Yeah. I was going to say, there's probably better options yeah. out there. Let me be very clear. But that's the thing. I don't know that there are better options out there, but mm. of these two, I will take Jordan love. Well, I mean, Until here's the thing. If you, you want to gamble, if you hate love, Will Levis is probably out there. If you want to gamble, Taylor Heinke is certainly out there. If you want to gamble, I'd rather both of them. That's what I, and Joe, I, mm-hmm. I, I was kind of tailoring this towards you. So these are guys who are probably sitting out there. Baker Mayfield hasn't played awful mm-hmm. likely out there um, where you might consider those Matt guys as Jones. plays the rest. No, <laughs> certainly <laughs> fucking not. Mac Jones, Daniel Jones, anyone with that last name, unplayable. Aaron Jones. Is there a Jones that is playable in fantasy football right now? Zay is hurt. <laughs> no. Yeah. Can't think of one. They all suck. Except Zay Jones has my heart. He's just yeah, hurt. Just, just hurt. Yep. Just hurt. Uh, Jim Lord, T Higgins, Nico, Rashad White, Ryan. This is the first not disgusting question we've gotten tonight. I'm pretty sure. Um, I like all of them. Wide receivers are just outscoring running backs this year. So I'm not going to start white. Uh, I think I'm probably just going to ride Nico Collins in that volume, though. This feels like it could be a Higgins game. I'm still going Nico Collins. Josh. The only time I'm ever going to utter this in a positive fashion. No way you like say Rashad, Rashad White. White. What? I really, I, I do like Rashad White this week. <laughs> I, I don't know if you guys have seen Tampa Bay secondary, but they play with their helmets on backwards. So Nico Collins, Tampa second, Carlton Davis. It is shocking. They won a Super Bowl with him. Shocking. Nico Collins, 100% Nico Collins at home. Houston gets blasted by receiving running backs. That's the problem. That's why I like Rashad White here. And they're they're targeting Rashad White out of the backfield way more. Meh. Just saying. Meh. T. Higgins is still working his way back from the rib injury. His, his snap share has been way down. He's getting outsnapped by Tyler Boyd right now. It's He's so hard to trust. 100%. Yep. Downsides. Josh, you have Justin Herbert outside the top 12 against New York on Monday Night Football, correct? They play Monday? Yeah. Tony treat, Pollard. Treat for the fantasy football world. <laughs> oh, yeah. Tony Pollard under, well, how about the treat next week? Uh, Jets Raiders in primetime. <laughs> Tony Pollard under 11 PPR fantasy points in Philly. And Cole Komet outside the top 15 in NOLA. Which is crazy because there's only like seven startable tight ends. <laughs> so, I right. promise you, I was so happy when I saw Josh already had commit because I was about to pick on commit and thought those exact words, Joe. I'm like, all he has to do is catch one fucking pass and he's in the top 15. Literally. Probably. <laughs> he needs he needs one touchdown for one yard and he's a top five tight end. Uh, let's also be very clear. He dropped a big goose egg two weeks ago. So that is also on the platter. That is classic Colcomet right there yeah, for yep. you. Uh, 
Tony Pollard, a man who I believe I heard the statistic for five straight weeks, he has been single digit fantasy points or something like that. Yeah, it sounds about right. Not in PPR scoring, but okay. Um, he in three of his last four games, he has failed to reach 10 fantasy points. That might be uh, Ryan and I, we talked about Tony Pollard on Monday, how bad his efficiency has been this year. He has broken seven tackles all season. Hey, I wonder, I wonder who talked about his efficiency and how bad it would be on the show. Exactly. Yeah. It wasn't Ryan. (laughs) Well, I I know you and I have Joe. It was the top half of the show. Ryan was in the, Ryan was in the wrong half of that show. Ryan was on the wrong half of the show. Just like the Christian Watson. He was on the wrong half of the Christian Watson. There you go. It happens. Yeah. Any other my shit takes we want to bring up? <laughs> yeah. How many more do we have? I'm trying to get through my list? point here, Joe. <laughs> uh, your point is Ryan sucks. That's the point. Okay, continue. Yes, Pollard has not been good. No, he really hasn't. And Philly has the best run defense in the league. Um, they allow – let me see real quick. Obviously, we know he struggles running through the tackles. He's averaging 3.8. Three yards per carry in between right and left tackle in the interior. Mm. That's where Philly has Jalen Carter, Jordan Davis, Fletcher Cox. This is going to be an issue for Tony Pollard and this Dallas Cowboys offense. Now, the one part where this could go wrong for me, Philly can be beat by running backs through the air, allow the 13th most targets, 10th most receptions, and the most yards, or excuse me, the 17th most yards to running backs per game. Here's the other problem, though, for Dallas. Tony Pollard was targeted once in the passing game last week. 26 targets the five previous games. The Philly secondary can be beat. We saw that Dallas apparently wants to get C.D. Lamb the football. 14 targets. The next closest had four. If they're not throwing to Tony Pollard, which, (laughs) let's be honest, if Mike McCarthy is running the game plans, they're not going to say, oh, yeah, let's take advantage of this. We're just going to feed C.D. Lamb. Exactly. Yeah, so while, while we're here talking about CD Lamb, let me bring up another one of Ryan's bad takes. Um, the, <laughs> no, <laughs> the no touchdown special for CD Lamb last week. Not only did he score two touchdowns, he set career highs in receptions and receiving yards. Yeah, Rams, Rams are tough against the wide receiver. <laughs> he was, he was, I am fast, I am fast one. learning, fast learning that while the teams who typically give up a lot of points to a position tend to give up a lot of points to the position. The team's at the bottom. It doesn't fucking matter. Don't start Mark Andrews because he's playing the Browns. Two touchdowns. Don't start <laughs> CeeDee Lamb because he's playing the Rams. Two, Two touchdowns. touchdowns. And guess what? I'm challenging that shit again this week. <laughs> yeah, and it better fucking work because I need him to. Exactly. Me too. Yep. Uh, Ryan, you have no Green Bay running back hits 10 fantasy points uh, against the Rams. They might not combine for 10 fantasy points against the Rams. <laughs> I wasn't uh, that ballsy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The no touchdown special who will get the two-touchdown special, will go to Keenan Allen in New York. <laughs> Just run him on DJ Reed's side. He doesn't He doesn't need to see a single ounce of Sauce Gardner. Get yeah. it? Uh, more interceptions than touchdown passes in the Miami-Kansas City game. I'm very interested to know this. Now, sorry to everyone who thought Patrick Mahomes was going to be Michael Jordan. Uh, apparently, he is human and yeah. can't get over the flu. So- also, can't figure out Denver's defense. So that's the issue that I kind of am leaning on here is while these quarterbacks have been moderately good for fantasy, obviously Tua has had his days. Mahomes has had his days. Uh, Mahomes is second in interceptions and Tua is eighth. 
And I use that term loosely because seven people are tied for second. So they are one interception apart. They have 15 picks between them this season. It's an overseas game. We know those are weird. If I remember correctly, teams have not enjoyed playing at the German stadium. I don't know if it's the same one they've been playing at. That was Brady last year, I believe. That was last year. This is the first time ever they've played in Frankfurt. Oh, okay. So I so I misconstrued that one. I'm still sticking with it though. Uh these two defenses have nine picks and 79 sacks between them. And and the sacks show QB pressure. And what you're gonna see with QB pressure is turnovers. I do think this is gonna be a Tyreek Hill revenge game. I think he's going to be absolutely fine. I'm not saying you're not going to see touchdowns from some of these players, maybe one from Tyreek Hill, maybe one from Travis Kelsey. I just think we could be looking at three, four, five interceptions between these quarterbacks in a game that is just not going to feel right. I think the whole fantasy world is very happy. We get the chiefs versus the high powered dolphins. This feels like a letdown game. And so that's where I think we're going to see more interceptions than touchdowns. Something I noticed watching the dolphins game last week and watching them. I mean the past two weeks, because obviously they were in prime time against the Eagles and I watched them as a Patriots fan last week. Tua. I can't like he is a left-handed Peyton Manning. It's all timing. And they've said it on almost every broadcast. It's all timing. If that receiver's timing is thrown off, Tua is not completing the pass. I saw multiple times in that game. And then if the safety happens to be floating there, that's where these turnovers are happening. Yes, and Kyle Duggar was literally just sitting there. And Tua's like, well, my timing route, Cedric Wilson's supposed to be here. (laughs) Guess why Cedric Wilson wasn't there? They bumped him within five yards of the line of scrimmage, got him off his rhythm, and Kyle Duggar's sitting right there because they knew the route. So, again, with guys like Tyreek, you're not you can bump Tyreek at the line, but you got to bump him within five and then help him over the top. All it is to stop Miami, cloud coverage, and get the receivers off of their timing. Because if it's off their timing, Tua then has to go to his second option, which he is not exactly used to. So at that point, he's got to go to the second option. Ryan, you brought it up. Kansas City's pass rush has been pretty good this year. And we know Spagnola is no stranger to sending a blitz. So you're right. I've not said, I don't think, I don't think this happens, but I do (laughs) think Tua is good for two turnovers. This is Tyreek's first game against the Chiefs as well, isn't it? Yes. He outwardly said he was angry at the NFL for not making it in Arrowhead, but understands that they need to grow the game. So, Yeah. yeah. Because I'm sure he was excited to drop a hundo and a touchdown. In yeah, Arizona, like I said, so. I, I don't think I'm not worried about Tyree Kill in this game. I'm not worried about Travis Kelsey in this game. I don't see, I don't see the the other wide receivers for the Chiefs stepping up. And this is a guy who I love, Rasheed Rice. I just don't see him stepping up enough. I don't know if Jalen Waddle is going to finally play more consistently than what we've seen recently. I mean, recently he's starting to turn it on. I need him to keep that going. But even if Tua drops two touchdowns. And Mahomes drops one. That still leaves the door wide open for my insane little bet here to happen. <laughs> so I, I will say, I do like Rasheed Rice. I don't think he finds the end zone, but I do like Rasheed Rice. Miami, guys, I can't stress this enough. Miami secondary is not good. You're getting beat by Juju Smith-Schuster and Kendrick Bourne. 
Juju Smith-Schuster. Ramsey back this week for what it's worth. Or last they got Jalen. They got Jalen Ramsey back last week. You want to know what he did? He intercepted a cross-body pass from Mac Jones that was 25 yards down the field and two seconds late. Nobody else could have picked that ball. Nobody else could have intercepted <laughs> that except every defensive back in the NFL. Oh man, uh, Miami secondary. So I think listen, the Chiefs receivers suck outside of Rasheed Rice. But are we, we're we're worried about Sky Moore. We don't think he'll have a bounce back game. No, zero faith. I'm, zero faith. Okay. This hey, is, this is, maybe MVS is only good in Germany. Maybe that's what I'm missing here. Maybe Kadarius Tony only understands German, and that's maybe. he needs to play there. M- military kid is was he? I don't fucking know. Well, I don't know. <laughs> the two guys on the fuel. I interviewed them today. They both went to West Point, so I don't okay. know. Got military on the mind. Uh, my picks, I have Josh Allen outside the top 10 in Cincinnati on Sunday night. Jordan Addison outside the top 20 in Atlanta. Strictly quarterback situation. Yeah. Uh, and uh, my fun one this week is Najee Harris under 20 rushing yards. Because it happened last week. 1.9 yards per carry, folks. I was going to say, so he's only going to get nine carries? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, fun fact for you guys. Uh, Najee Harris is larger than all of you. Yeah. More athletic than all of you. He had 1.9 yards per carry. Atrocious. You're not starting him. He's honestly droppable in every single one of your leagues. Doesn't matter. Droppable. Um, But anyways, Josh Allen is the guy who I will actually talk about. Yes, they got him more involved actually, you know, taking off and running, which was good. But Cincinnati has been some sort of hot lately. They have been something else and Lou Anarumo is a very good and very underrated defensive coordinator. Sean McDermott and the Bills I still don't think have figured out a full game. They looked really good against Miami. I think that's the only game where they looked good as a team but they just imposed their will on Miami. We talked about it. get physical with the Dolphins. Yep. They're going to lose. Right? Get physical with them and that Buffalo is a team you can get physical with. Cincinnati is going to be physical right back at you. They have one of the most underrated uh, pass rushing attacks in the NFL. If you watch our IDP show before the season, Trey Hendrickson was a name I brought up. He has a sack in every fucking game. Does he really? Every game he has a sack. I think week one, he might not have had one, but he has at least a half a sack in every game. Sam Hubbard opposite him had a great season. Sam Hubbard's looked the best he's ever been all year. Second game against Baltimore, he did not have a sack. He did not have a sack. There's one game all year Trey Hendrickson has not sacked the quarterback. In Buffalo's offensive line. I was just going to say, if I recall correctly, they're giving up quite a few sacks. That's why it's surprising because Josh Allen was mobile. So everyone was a little worried and concerned there. So yeah, Trey Hendrickson has looked very good. The the no glove bandit. We absolutely love Trey Hendrickson on this show. I'm just gonna throw out real quick that we are wrong. Buffalo is tied for second fewest sacks in the league allowed. So. That doesn't that doesn't. Feel I, right. I agree. When you watch the games, it does not feel. Yeah, right. that does not feel right. Um, I'd be interested to see what the pressures are and all that. Exactly. Stuff. It I don't doesn't have that. feel right. I don't have um, that fingertip. So. The, Logan Wilson, best game of the year last week. Um, th- that defense is very very good. Cam Taylor Britt, losing him. If he doesn't play, will hurt. I will add that in there. But I Cam Taylor Britt wasn't shutting down Stephon Diggs. That doesn't matter to me. The Stephon Diggs could have 150 yards and Josh Allen could still have 10 fantasy points. Like that's yeah. that's a very real possibility. So I don't like it. 
I think the emotion for Buffalo is going to get to them and be a lot with them going back into Cincinnati for DeMar Hamlin. Um, I think there's a lot of teams that play up to that emotion. Like when Ray Lewis said he was retiring, Joe Flacco and the Ravens, they played to that. Um, the Red Sox with the Boston uh, bombings, they played up to that emotion. There's teams that you could just tell play up to that emotion. Sean McDermott, Josh Allen, and the Bills have never shown they can play up to that emotion. They yeah. have not shown it once. So that's my worry there is this is a very emotional game for the Bills. And for Cincinnati, it's just another fucking game. And if they get, I was going to say, if the Bills get smacked in the first quarter, then all of a sudden they're deflated and there's no coming back from that. So. Exactly. Yeah. There, there's no, there's no Naheem Hines, two kick return touchdowns yeah. to save you in this game. So I don't like Josh Allen. I'm not the biggest fan of the Bills offense this week. They're, they were, again, we know Brock Purdy hasn't looked great. They did a number on San Francisco. Like, they did a number and Kittle started playing well when they were basically in just prevent defense yeah. and Kittle was okay later on, but he got over a hundred because they were throwing on every fucking play because they were in prevent defense for the rest of the game. Yep. So love, 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 love Cincinnati this week. Elixirs type this in as we were talking about the man in question, Tony Pollard. Uh, well, we know Josh likes Rashad White this week. Josh, do you like Darrell Henderson enough to start him over Tony Pollard against Green Bay? Look, I'm bold. I'm not that bold. I'm not <laughs> starting Darrell Henderson over Tony Pollard. Okay, yeah. uh, Ryan. Hen Hendo happens to be playing in the teams for me that uh, lost Christian McCaffrey and David Montgomery. If I had Tony Pollard, he'd be in the fucking lineup. <laughs> yeah, Darrell Henderson. If Stafford was playing, I'd be more inclined just because they have to respect the pass game a little more. But with no Stafford, that's Stafford's that's not, not out yet, though, right? He's he didn't practice at all, okay. and it's not trending to the point where he's okay. going. To I hadn't play. seen that. I mean, if they're talking about potentially putting him on IR, he's well. Let's be clear: three. they're shutting down putting him on IR. But again, that means he's not playing this week. Yeah, so. yeah. So the odds been playing shocked. this week are very slim. I mean. Matt Stafford, you could argue, up there with Herbert as the toughest. I mean, Matt Stafford might be the toughest quarterback of his generation when he played Philip Rivers, notwithstanding, because I think Rivers beats that out. But Stafford, one of the toughest quarterbacks, will play. He had a fucking broken rib in the studios running quarterback sneaks. Like, he doesn't give a shit. Um, but he's now in his 30s, and he can't do that anymore. So, uh, yeah, Rashad White, Tony Pollard. It's not the prettiest lineup elixirs, but I can't remember a time where you've had a pretty lineup. And oh I mean God. that endearingly. I mean that endearingly. So <laughs> I mean that endearingly. Um it, can we just put together a clip of me shitting on everything? Like, I was like, like good <laughs> Lord. I lo love you, buddy. But it's just, you know, we try we want to help you so badly. We do. We do. But when you typed in the question that you and your dad were both ninth and eleventh and you beat the one and two seeds, I'm like, that checks out. 100% that checks out. So it's, it's great. See, he drops a heart. He knows <laughs> elixirs vibes guy, complete vibes guy. We love it. Okay. Uh, Ryan. Yes. Stream of the week before the one hour mark. What is happening? What in the world? And it's, it's spoiler alert guys. The defense is not the chargers. Spoiler alert. It's not. I changed it. 
Go ahead. Week, week nine streams of the week, all available in about 50% of ESPN leagues. Give me Derek Carr at quarterback. He's taken on the Bears. They give up 23 points per game to the position, third most in the league. They've also allowed five different quarterbacks to drop 25 fan, fantasy points on them, including Justin Herbert just last week. Carr went for 310 and two touchdowns last week and should make it back-to-back week with 20-plus fantasy points. And you know what? The Bears also give up a lot of points to running backs and tight ends. So why not play a quarterback who's actually a running back who's designated as a tight end? That's right. Taysom Hill is my stream of the week fantasy quarter or tight end for the first time ever. Long story short, he could easily score three touchdowns this week because the Bears suck against every position that he plays and no other tight end has that upside. And surprise, the Atlanta Falcons are the stream of the week defense at home taking on Minnesota of all the defenses I hate this week. They're the only ones at home. There's not a lot of great options. Minnesota is giving up about seven points per game to defenses when Kirk Cousin was their quarterback, and they are 99.99999% to guarantee to regress with this sixth-round rookie at quarterback. They have no running game. The Falcons are actually good against running backs, and the Falcons have actually recorded multiple sacks in each of four of their last five games. So I like them this week, I guess. Cross your fingers. Those are the week nine streams of the week. Full article available tomorrow. I still can't believe you put the Chargers there and then proceeded to put Zach Wilson for 250 and two touchdowns. I like, told Josh before the show it was stupid, and guess what? I I fixed my mistake mid-show. You know, <laughs> so, you know, you know what I'm so excited to see the, the Chargers, Chargers fucking the go bananas one on the season. <laughs> like, did you drop 50 points in like regular defensive scoring leagues? It won't happen. Ain't gonna be good. Khalil, Khalil Mack is another six sack week. Our, our chat is all in on the Raiders, and Joe, you were kind of running this Raiders thing a few weeks ago. I have not been able to buy in on the Raiders as a as a streaming fantasy defense yet. So what I, I streamed the Raiders against the Patriots. That paid off. That 100% paid off for me. Uh, did, who did they play the week after? I feel, I feel like Bears. maybe I kept them for a second week. I don't think I did. Uh, yeah, so I, I started the... Oh, maybe I did. They played Chicago. Yeah, I was going to say, it was the Bears. That was the week where you and I talked about it because you brought up on the show, you were wondering where I had them ranked and I was never able to get them very high. So they're the defense yeah. 24 on the season. I definitely see the upside, especially with a defensive guy kind of running the team now. He's he's really going to lean on these players that he's been working so closely with. I honestly, you guys are going to be so mad at me. I have them as my fucking second to last defense. So maybe I need to take another look. Um, but I am well, not in so on the Raiders. I, listen, hey, G- Jim Lord, I, I'll explain to you my feel because I paid a lot of attention to the Raiders defense because I love Max Crosby. So I started the Raiders that week because I had Houston's defense. They were on a bye. Felt comfortable about them going up against Chicago. Felt very comfortable with that. It immediately said, eat shit and die the next week because <laughs> Houston was back and Houston was back. They were off by. But there is... It, their defense angers me because they have good pieces in areas. Max Crosby. I say namely right end or left end. Max Crosby, Miles Garrett withstanding is the best defensive player in the NFL. Right now. If Miles Garrett was not like jumping over long snappers and blocking uh blocking field goals and sack stripping quarterbacks twice a game. Max Crosby is by far the best defensive player in the league, in my opinion. I don't, I don't really think it's even, I don't even think it's a debate at this point. He's the best pass rusher in the NFL by far. The issue is 
they don't have anybody else on that defensive line. Devon Diablo's hurt. He's one of the he's one of the better middle linebackers in the NFL, but he's hurt. Uh, Robert Spillane has come on great, but he's also not great in his positioning. Makes some really good plays, but not great for fantasy defense. Um, Nate Hobbs, Marcus Epps played well. Not good for fantasy defense. The issue is they can't stop the run. When Divine Diablo is not in there, they can't stop the run even more, which is bad. So I don't like the Raiders at all this week as a streaming defense. They've had they've had three very playable weeks. Uh, the week against Green Bay, the week against New England, and then last week against Detroit, which was kind of a shocker, but a defense touchdown really uh, helped them Peters, there. Seventy-five yard interception return. But even still, they would have had. I, and I just used fantasy data as a default scoring matrix. Obviously, everywhere has a different matrix. Um, they still would have had seven points that week, which is very playable. But unfortunately. They dropped that two points against Chicago. They had, um, we're going back some, but they had one point against Pittsburgh, negative two against Buffalo, three against Denver. They're just hard for me to trust. When I'm looking for stream of the week, I'm looking upside. I just don't see it there. I'm happy to be wrong. So so Jim, we'll, I'll, we'll, we'll just end it on this. Saquon Barkley had 36 carries against <laughs> the Jets. Jameer Gibbs, just look at what he did in like 23 carries. Yeah. Saquon Barkley is okay. along the same line. Shut up, Siri. Saquon Barkley. I was like, what? <laughs> yep, Siri's talking to me. Saquon Barkley is along the same lines as Jameer Gibbs in terms of talent. The Vegas defense is bad. They are bad. Now, is the offensive line for the Giants as good as the Lions? No. Does it fucking matter? Also, no. So if Tommy DeVito has to play... Guess who's getting the ball 35 times? Saquon could have 200 yards and three touchdowns. And Josh, your microphone's not working. Yeah, Saquon cannot handle back-to-back weeks of that. Uh, me and Josh that. talked about this. No Saquon Barkley might actually be dead this week, and we just haven't yeah, been told there's yet. There's no <laughs> fucking That's a lot way. of touches. All I know is, I'm for everything you guys are saying about the Raiders' defense, how good, bad they are, the Giants are the 32nd-ranked deep offense in the NFL. <laughs> The 32nd best, so the worst offense. So I would like to add in that I played the commander's defense when they played against the Giants, and they sucked. So I don't negative week, wasn't it? That was a negative week. The commander's defense with five first-round picks on the defensive line had a negative point week against the Giants. I am not here to trust the Raiders against that team. Sorry. Yeah, that's where I am too. And like I said, Jim Lord, you could very well be right here. It's just, I'm not, I'm not ready to stream them. Yeah. Um, he said he brings up two offense can actually produce under uh yeah. without McDaniels. Uh, get You're a lead see, trying to throw. Yeah, fair. This game's gonna go one of two ways: a super emotional high or a super emotional low. They're either gonna get the shit beat out of them or they're gonna kick the shit out of the Giants. Obviously, yeah. Jim Lord thinks it's going the one way. Yeah, the latter. <laughs> I'm uh, rooting for the Raiders. Fuck the Giants. Yeah, of course you are. <laughs> oh, oh, uh, uh, hey, hey, the world is rooting for the Raiders. Fuck the That's Giants true. always. Yeah. Uh, drop Pitts for McBride before the news about Heineke taking over. Should I drop McBride for Pitts, have Kincaid? You're not starting Pitts over Kincaid, so you're fine. Yeah, I was going to say, you're, you're also not starting, starting McBride right now over McCade. 
in my opinion. Yeah, I was just going to say, you're not starting either of these guys. So what you're really looking for is trade value. And after they get past the Browns this week, I think McBride is going to have the, the larger trade value. So, yeah, I would hang on to McBride here. I'm going to go to Millie Mills before we end on elixirs. Uh, yep, Millie Mills, welcome. Atlanta fans rejoice. Taylor Heineke is the starter. We're so excited. Fire him up. Uh, but we will end on our OG Atlanta Falcons fan. I am so with, shocked that these are the names he has given us. <laughs> I love these two names because... I just meant where the fuck is Young Way Koo? <laughs> right? There. Well, you want to know why? Because these two guys are both uh, top 10 fantasy football kickers. Young Way Koo is not this year, surprisingly. Uh, Kaimi Fairbairn at home against Tampa Bay. Or Cameron Dicker, the kicker in New York on Monday night football guys. I think I can handle this one. Cause I know you guys hate Well, Josh hates kickers, right? Yes, and I bet I know your answer, but I'm going to let you say it. What do you think my answer is? I'm interested. Play the guy in the dome. Kaimi Fairbairn at home. I, yes, that is my answer. So <laughs> the weather in the East coast has been a bitch. I'm in all I'm in Albany about two hours North of the stadium. It is getting cold. Uh, we had our first little bit of snowfall last night. It is getting interesting, which makes it interesting for kickers. So. Yeah. I, I'm not so much worried about snow or anything. I'm more so worried about rain and wind. Yeah. Like, I, it it just feels like, and there, the Meadowlands is close close to the coast. 30, 30 miles from the ocean, if that. So. Yeah. So, I don't, that's the only, re, that's the only reason I don't like Dicker. And also, even in this situation, like, both of these teams are going to make it within the 35-yard line and probably not score a touchdown because that's the offenses that they're currently working with. And the Jets' defense is good enough to stop them in the red zone, so there's three points for you. But I think the Texans are safer because they're in the Dome. Fairbairn has a fucking boot at the end of his right leg. Um, I like Fairbairn a lot. He's safer in the Dome. And I think they will both have even amount of chances I also think Fairbairn has a chance to kick a couple 50 yarders, whereas I don't think Dicker will have that opportunity. Uh, you also have a more conservative head coach in D'Amico Ryans than Brandon Staley, which limits the upside of Dicker in some points and times as well. But the East Coast I'm weather. I'm sorry, Joe. Is, why do you think Fairbairn is in a dome? He is at Houston. home in Houston. Okay. The way that the question's posed on the screen is that. Oh, He's mind. home against Tampa Bay. I didn't realize Texans was in a, in a dome. Josh doesn't give two shits about kickers. Well, I don't care about kickers. But for what it's worth, we, I will say our our you know good friend Linda, who is the kicker expert, has Dicker at seven in her kicker rankings and Fairbairn at thirteen. So there's that. Okay, I what? just love that. Why do you think? Why just, do you think Fairbairn's in a dome? I don't I know. Just he love fucking that plays Joe, in a dome? Joe goes on a two-minute diatribe about like in-depth kicker shit, and then Josh just jumps in with, "Why do you think he's in a dome?" <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe because Houston's played in a dome since 2002 when their franchise fucking started. Oh my God! Why do you think it plays in a dome? That was that that was the perfect Joe. I needed to and end Josh. the show on something good. Right? I was, I that was the perfect Joe and Josh kicker good. moment to end the show. <laughs> How do you think he plays in a dome? I don't fucking know, Josh. Maybe because he's playing in the dome his entire fucking career. Maybe. Like, what is going on here? I was reading him backwards anyway. I you had like, me second guessing myself. I'm like, are they in Tampa Bay? I just looked at the fucking schedule. Like, no, they're <laughs> they're at home. You know, in Houston. Do you, 
You know what Kaimi Fairbairn's real first name is? What? Do you have any idea? No. I know it's like 18 letters long. That's his last name. His actual oh, okay. first name is, I'm trying to find it real quick to make sure I'm right. I think it's John John Christian. <laughs> I Okay, Cameron Dicker. Cameron Dicker is the answer. John Christian, his yep. name is no longer cool. John Christian. Dicker the kicker is the best kicker name by far. But no, I like I like Fairbairn this week. So there you go, folks. The East Coast weather just scares me. That's the only thing. I agree. That's that's where I was going with it, Joe, and I figured that's where you were going with it. Gentlemen, that is show. Can you put a can you put a timestamp on does Houston play in a dome? Can we put a timestamp <laughs> on that one? Moron. Jeez. For Josh, Ryan, and myself, you can follow Club Fantasy on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Club Fantasy FFL. The URL is clubfantasyffl.com. Always remember defense wins championships, offense wins fantasy football. Good luck in your week nine matchups, and we will see you next week.